0: You're listening to an LA Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit slash podcast.
1: Harry Price and goal pass right side. Here's Lewis cutting in. Lewis in front. He shoots. He's gone.
2: Great play by Lewis. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the LA Kings. Kings
1: with it
3: across the line. Here on the left side is Lewis. He shoots. He's he
2: Now,
4: here's your host, jesse cohen welcome back kings fans i am jesse cohen this is all the king's men there are just two preseason games left on the schedule kings fans and just one left at crypto.com arena the other one is thursday night in salt lake city so who better to join us on today's episode than utah native trevor lewis joining us now today number 61 trevor lewis how are you doing today trevor good how are you guys doing excellent thank you and featuring zach Dooley. how are you doing today zach jesse doing great so let's dive right into 61 uh, it was the number you wore when you first came up with the team. Kevin Fiala's got number 22. Were you excited to wear number 61 again, or was it like that was the only other number that was on the table in your mind?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, um, you know, I was just excited to, to sign back here, first of all. And obviously, I knew Kevin had 22. Uh, I had Grange ask him if uh, there's any chance he's uh, not uh, stuck with it, but um, no. And uh, then after that, I was back to 61 for sure. I think, uh, you know, when I f- my first games were in 61, and um, it kind of makes me feel young again. So, um, yeah, it was pretty easy decision for me after not getting 22 to just go back to 61.
4: When in the brief window of time that Luke Robitaille was not here, Ray Ferraro was here and took number 20. But then Luke came back. And Ray always tells the story about Luke buying him and his family like a weekend in Hawaii or something yeah. like that. Was there any?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Kevin's got too expensive taste for me. So, <laughs> uh, I'm not making that much money anymore, so yeah. I, uh, uh, I wasn't going there with that. So a couple of
4: questions we have to ask. Um, this first one tore the business ops office up uh, in the off season, Without the benefit of the autopilot, but with a radio connection to air traffic control. Could you land a 747 in an emergency? Could I? Yeah. Repeat that again? So you're on a flight. Yeah. For whatever reason, the pilots are not available. Yeah. You can radio air traffic control, but there's no autopilot. You've got to land the 747.
1: Could you do it? Oh, boy. I don't know how much I'd trust myself, but I'd try. Well, that's... (laughs) You have to try. Yeah. 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 I couldn't do it. No, I also could not. I I don't think I could do it, but I... Yeah. I mean, if if I was the only option, I guess I'd have to try. Fair enough. Um,
4: You mentioned to uh, the media, uh, right before the Australia trip, I think you said your wife cried when she found out that you were coming back. Yeah. Are the kids old enough to remember Southern California?
1: You know what? Um, They do and they don't. They remember... uh, they remember random things, honestly. It's like they remember, like, coffee shop, Java Man. Um, they remember random stuff like that. They remember their school and uh, uh, the beach, obviously. As soon as they got back, they were so pumped up to go to the beach again. And um, obviously, there's kids they kind of grew up with here that um, they got to see again, and some that are gone now, and they don't really understand why. And obviously, our house is. Um, My house is rented out here, so we still own our house and they they don't get why we can't go back to our (laughs) own house. So Um, but other than that, they were they've been so pumped. And, um, you know, my daughter's a a warm weather girl, so she's very excited to not have snow again. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been awesome so far. Is it
0: special for you guys now to be able to have like new memories with your kids now that they're three years older, that they really will remember in a place that's so special to you and your wife? Yeah, absolutely. And, um,
1: you know, just, just coming back here and, um, showing them things that they don't really remember, but we can tell them like we used to go here all the time and then they, I don't know if they actually remember it. They just say <laughs> they do, but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely cool to, to, to come back and, you know, and knowing that they will remember now and, and. When they get a chance to come to games and stuff like that, it, um, it'll be awesome. How does the extended family feel about the return to Southern California? Oh, they love it. They yeah. they, uh, they, know they get to come down and, you know, it's almost like a vacation for them now <laughs> to, with the beach. And, um, you know, my my dad's got to put on, on, on all his King stuff again. And um, he didn't get rid of that, luckily. So he's still uh, he's got a whole new wardrobe to wear again. I hope this isn't uh, awkward, but Randy
4: Lewis might be like my favorite, you know, uh, extra character in the Kings universe. Um, I had him on the podcast one time. Yeah. I mean, I his story about taking you to go off and start your career and yeah. seeing him on the ice after the Cup wins. I mean,
1: he's I'm look I'm personally looking forward to seeing more of Randy Lewis. Yeah, that's what I get all the time. I mean, I think he's more famous than me here. He <laughs> go to any bar or any restaurant, he's the one they want to see. So. Um, yeah, he obviously loves it here and, um, he's kind of living, uh, the NHL life through me too. So it's, it's fun to see. And, um, it's cool to see how many people, uh, are excited to see him too. Is he more famous than you in Utah? Nah, not in Utah. No, I don't think, but here for sure. He's, uh, kind of got his alter ego here. Some, some guys like to call him Ralphie and, (laughs) uh that's when he has a few drinks in him, but, um, no, he, yeah, he loves it here and, um. I'm sure he'll be down as much as he can. I want to talk about this game coming up. You've played
0: in the Salt Lake game your first time here, but how special is it to be able to go and play a game at home? Not a lot of guys get the chance to do that unless they're from Toronto. So like to get
1: the chance to do that, like how much are you looking forward to that? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I obviously don't get the chance to play in front of family and friends all that often and, you know, to go home and to to play in front of all of them and, um you know see him after the game it's it's really cool and I'm I'm really excited to uh do it again. Since you left back when you went to play in the USHL
0: have you seen any kinds of shifts or growth in the game of hockey in Utah over the last what 15 or so years?
1: Yeah definitely I think the, you know after the Olympics came in 2002 um there was a lot more rinks that built and um a lot more kids starting to play and then um Since I've came back in the summers the past few years, there's there's so many more kids playing. There's so many more teams. Uh, It's harder for me to get ice time, and um, you know, there's a lot of guys that I can train with in the summer that um, are playing overseas or um, in the AHL, and um, obviously kids going to college and stuff like that. So it's it's awesome to see how much it's grown there, and um, hopefully these these games there keep it keep it growing. When a prospect comes up through the Utah system, do you know if they're referred to as the next Trevor Lewis? Like, is there a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I, uh, you know, there's, there's starting to be more and more kids come up, and obviously uh, Daniel Brickley was here for a little while, and, um, you know, that was kind of cool for me to see because I knew him when he was, you know, really young. And just to see him come up and, you know, do the things he's been able to do, it's been awesome. And, you know, going back uh, – at the gym I work out at, there's a lot more kids that seem to be getting better and better and, um, you know, getting more looks by college scouts and stuff like that. So it's it's great to see when I go back and, you know, hopefully we can just keep it growing.
4: This summer we had Jarrett Stoll on and I asked fans to submit questions and so many of them were about face-offs. And before I asked him all of the questions, I said, like, do you ever get tired of being the guy that was good at face-offs? And he said, Kind of. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I did other things. Yeah. Having said that, I got to throw a
1: similar question at you. Yeah. Like, do you get tired of being the guy that's good at penalty killing? Um, no, I don't think so. I I mean, I think once I kind of established myself, I established a role and, um, you know, PK was obviously a role that I was good at and um, I just kind of tried to master it from there and, you know, um, I think it's a big part of the game nowadays and. Um, any way that I can be useful I, I'd like to be and, and PK is one of those so uh, I don't get sick of hearing it but um, you know I, I feel like I do do other things too but um, no but I don't get sick of it. So the obvious
4: question then is from an outsider perspective the team struggled on the penalty kill last year they signed you in the off season. the penalty kill was identified as a summer project when you chose to sign here was that a big part of the conversation or is that just a an
1: obvious coincidence. Um, honestly, they not at first. I think as soon as I heard they were interested in signing me, I was like, yes, do it. And, <laughs> um, we were, I was just excited to be back. But then after that, you know, there's been lots of talk of, of getting the PK right and, um, you know, doing different things on the penalty kill. And, um, you know, we've been working on it a lot and, you know, I'm just happy to help and, um, you know, do my role. When you guys got <laughs> back here, you
0: sign, you come back to L.A. What was the first thing that you guys had to do when you came back to L.A.?
1: Uh, we went for sushi. That was our first thing that we, we missed so much. Um, no sushi in Winnipeg? <laughs> no, not not like They're kind here. of far away from there. Yeah. <laughs> not like here. Um, but other than that, um, our kids were beach, beach, beach. So we, we went right down to the beach and stayed there all day. And uh, my wife kind <clears> of... <throat> Uh, forgot how messy the sand is in the kids when you get home so she wasn't too thrilled about that but um yeah we went to the beach
0: there's probably still sand in your backpacks from when you were here in 2020 like it it doesn't leave no it doesn't
1: there's sand
0: everywhere but when you when you were here the first time around were you
4: a chair guy at the beach oh yeah have you become towel people no still chair people still chair people all right better for the hips Okay. Yeah. See, for me, it's the sand. But yeah. I grew up here, and I'm an idiot, so I just sit on the towel and yeah. just get sand
1: everywhere. Yeah, we got the chairs with the backpacks in them, so we can load more kids stuff. Those are those are dynamite. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's I got one of those it. too. Yeah.
4: Is there a Calgary
1: equivalent of like In and Out? Um, I would say probably like A and W is there. Okay. In and Out ish, I guess. Is it any good? I never had it. All right, so we'll say no. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> we'll had it. No. All right.
4: Yeah, um, I'm going to play a clip from a conversation that I had with you and Drew Dowdy. Oh, this should be good. It's a little long. Yeah, uh, and it Drew says some very nice things about you. So <laughs> I apologize in advance, but uh, I want to get your thoughts on after we finish okay. playing. It. Trevor Lewis has a tendency to win the most unsung hero award. Is there something yeah. about him that makes him so unsung?
3: I don't know even really sure what unsung means, but, um, <laughs> I mean, he's just, uh, the reason he wins the award is because he's, uh, the ultimate team player. Um, the ultimate worker, um, works really hard in the gym, off ice, uh, works his bag off on the ice, uh, can play any role that the team asks him to play. Um yeah, that's the reason he wins it. And, obviously, everyone loves him off the ice as a person. And he's, uh, obviously, a great family man and someone to look up to for that, too. Um, so, yeah, that's why he wins it. Uh, the coaches can play him in any role. Uh, the players can all look up to him. And, yeah, that's why he wins it.
4: Is it time to just name the award after him?
3: Yeah, I mean, I honestly feel like I have voted him every year I play with him. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, name it to Trevor Lewis.
4: Well, that's what we've been advocating. <laughs> the Trevor Lewis Award. <laughs> just call it the R. Actually, the R.
3: <laughs> if you guys don't that, know his real <laughs> name, um,
4: sorry, his real I yeah.
3: think I'm messing. Yeah, but this is true story. Uh, what's the story, story behind this? My my full <laughs> name is uh R Trevor Lewis. Like just the letter R. I don't know why my dad blames it on my mom. My mom blames it on my dad. Um, So I I really don't know the whole story behind it. But um, yeah, if I sign like legal documents or anything, it's got to be R. Trevor Lewis. But uh, no one really knew that until I turned pro and I got my first paycheck and it just said R. Lewis on it. And they were trying to figure out who it was. And then everyone kind of found out. So yeah, that's my, my name.
4: So when they reached out to you to bring you back,
1: does the new contract say R. Trevor Lewis? Uh, I, th- I think so. It's got to be a legal document. So Fair yeah, I, d- I don't even notice it anymore. So <laughs> the only time I notice it is when I go through uh, customs, when I go different countries. If I don't book R. Trevor Lewis, I get taken back. And Does the
4: passport say R. Trevor Lewis? It does, yeah.
1: Amazing. Yeah, Wedding? But it's just like R. Trevor, so no right. one really... They don't think it's. Is it R space or it's space? But okay. it doesn't look like right. you would think it's Trevor still. But yeah, I, I don't, still don't know why. My, you
0: should just capitalize
1: the R in Trevor. There you go. Yeah. Like lowercase in the middle. <laughs> well, well, apparently my dad thought the birth certificate goes to say Trevor R Lewis, and then no one would ever really. But the birth certificate says R Trevor Lewis. So now you're just screwed. Now you're I'm in just, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the question though. It's easy for me when they say what do people don't know about you. Just say my names are. So the reference I made on that clip was to the idea that
4: the unsung hero award should be named after Trevor Lewis, who won it seven times. How much of that kind of fan talk actually reaches players in the locker room?
1: Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really hear about that too much. Um, just after the awards announced, they, you know, I get chirped by the guys a little bit. Oh, here he goes again. You know, <laughs> or yeah, just name the award after him. So um but no i don't i didn't hear a lot about that do you, you have a do you watch the office uh, i've seen it i've seen episodes here and there i was wondering if
0: you have like a trophy case at home for all of your unsung hero <laughs> awards like michael scott <laughs> has all of his dundies <laughs> displayed in a case
1: no i don't uh i should though to get that yeah get that commission I have to, yeah i have to put in a little Remember like an oil that. painting you
0: holding like seven
1: yeah just of the same the award world. yeah yeah it's like tom brady with his rings. yeah like just, unsung <laughs> hero words. Yeah. get unsung hero rings there we go yeah. very yeah. rather have a ring or a belt belt for sure yeah with like a yeah. spinner on it like but yeah like you know. a big buckle yeah. there you go absolutely you get that when you get seven
4: yeah right yeah <laughs> um last time you were here we played inside outside with you and drew and took eight and 22 and tried to pick you know different things yeah this time it's a lot simpler um when, you, when it was announced that you were going to choose number 61, a lot of people rushed to me, uh, Zach in particular, to see if I knew the only other player in King's history to wear number 61. Do you know the only other player in King's history? Sean Walker. All
0: right. Look at that. He's smarter than me. He, he would have played with Walker when with, he was 61, yeah, with, with him, right? Well, there you yeah, go. go. I
1: told him it looked good. So
0: I, I have one, too. All right. Let's hear it. There's, you're probably not going to know this one. But you played for the Utah Grizzlies yeah. during the NHL lockout. Yeah. Do you know the other player... Who was in training camp this year? Who has also played for the Utah Grizzlies? When I played, no, not oh, when you played. I, There's uh, no way you'd know this. I was just looking no, stuff. I have no up. Idea. Hayden Hodgson. Oh yeah, played 26 games for the Utah Grizzlies nice. in 2020,
1: 21. Nice. There you
0: go. And Chris Shornack worked for the Utah yeah, Grizzlies. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any differences?
4: playing for a Canadian team outside of the obvious, right? The Canadian crowds, everybody knows about, but the process of going through, um, uh, blanking on the, uh, customs, the travel, the weather on your body, like how different
1: is it playing up there than down here? Well, the travel's travel is different. Uh, you have to go through customs every time at like the normal airport. And, um, it's a lot longer process than, than playing in the States. um, the weather, yeah, it can take a little bit of a toll. It's, I mean, I was spoiled playing here for so long that, you know, you wake up and it's 70 degrees outside and, you know, you got your flip-flops on going to the rink and windows down and there you got to start your car three times before you can get in it and, um, you know, shovel the snow off the, the windshield and stuff. But um, no, I liked it. I, I, I liked Calgary a lot. Um, it was a good good place for a family and Um, no good restaurants and stuff, but obviously I'm definitely happy to be back. Do you park indoors when you travel for two weeks? Uh, no, but there was, they had a, um, a lady that would come and she'd shovel your, start your car and shovel your snow off and tip her when we landed. So that was very nice. It's not a bad gig. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. was, I mean, it was she was great because she'd have to be there at two in the morning sometimes when we get home, but um yeah, that was a that was a nice touch for sure.
0: When you were here last time, there was not a camera crew following the team around for however many weeks. How has that been as a player? Do you get to the point where you don't even notice them? Or is it still like, yeah, these guys are clearly here like in a different spot than they might normally be?
1: No, I mean, I haven't really noticed them too much, I'm sure. You know, Drew or Kopi might notice them a little more because i have probably following them around a little bit more. But um, yeah, it's kind of they do a good job of kind of being off to the side and you don't notice them too much.
0: Previewing an upcoming episode, I was talking and it looks like you guys did something at North End, you and Drew. So you got into the Drew storyline a little bit. Is it cool to do something that was maybe a little scripted, but also get to a place that was kind of special for you guys and show that to the the world a little bit?
1: Yeah, it is. Um you know, we, we went to North End so many times and obviously took the cup there both times after you won. So it's cool to, to go back there and, um, you know, obviously going with Drew, um, it was cool to to talk about and relive some memories and, you know, look at some of the pictures on the wall that you don't normally look at when you go in again. And, um, you know, just get that feeling and right before camp and, you know, want to try to, Bring the cup back there again this year. There's just a million photos of Matt Green. Yeah, he's <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, he's a legend there. Yeah, he, he pretty much started the whole North End and the Kings. so. uh
4: Over the summer, I went to a, a barbecue at a buddy of mine's house, and I hadn't been there since before COVID. And the last time I'd seen a, most of the people there, they were all in their mid to late 20s. They had jobs, but not careers. If they some of them had kids, they were very young. And then I went back and I'd seen a bunch of people I hadn't seen in a while. Some of them were in their late thirties, early forties. All of them had kids. Everybody was settled in a career. And it was really nice to see people sort of happy in their progression. Um, does that dawn on you at any point? Like when you're looking at Kobe and he's got his kids and Drew's got kids, and you know, it's everybody's got kids now and you've got, I mean, obviously you've got kids like, does it give you any extra
1: perspective on your career or, or where you've come? Yeah, I think so. I mean, just coming back here, and you know, obviously there's a lot of new faces with the with the guys, but um, yeah, like seeing Drew as a dad and how good of a daddy is, it's it's pretty cool. And um, obviously, seeing all the staff again, and um, you know, seeing where their kids are at now, most of them are in college or. <laughs> Um it's pretty cool to to just kind of think back to when, you know, me and Drew were young and dumb and single and you know, doing stupid stuff and uh coming back and you know it's kind of a, a whole new perspective on on our careers. The building has changed a little bit as
4: well. Zach and I had to acquaint ourselves with all of the upgrades. It was your first time back in the home locker room <laughs> yeah. of crypto in a while. How did it feel being back in the, the
1: old barn? I felt great. I, uh, yeah, it was a little different walking in and seeing all the fancy lights and stuff like that, but, um, you know, the locker room hasn't changed too much, and um, Grange put me back in my old stall, so it, it honestly felt like it never left. Last time you were on talking to me and Drew, there was a conversation about who's more
4: superstitious. He said it was you. Would you have felt weird if it wasn't your old stall?
1: Uh, I probably would have went there right at first and then realized <laughs> later that it wasn't my stall, but, um, yeah, it would have felt weird. Um, I didn't know if they had a guy in there that was superstitious too, so it wouldn't have bothered me too much, but, um, it was just cool to, to come and walk in and, and see my old stall and, um, grain said They had to take some dust off of it and, uh, vacuum it a little bit, but, um, no, it was cool. Any little hiding
4: spots or details about it that you remember that m- might have been taken care of but weren't,
1: and you know you come back and it's can... uh, not really, no. no there was, uh, it's right next to the the music, so I'm used to the uh, you know turning the music down and stuff like that. <laughs> You're the
0: first guy we hear booing when we come into the room to ask <laughs> ask questions after the game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, usually, yeah, not much
0: of a talker. So
4: I've only got one more, unless you've all right. So have you seen the movie The Town? Yes. The scene where Ben Affleck comes in, Jeremy Renner's sitting down. He says, I need your help. You can't I can't tell you what it is, and you can never ask me about it later. Yeah. We're going to hurt some people. Yeah, And he says, whose car are we taking? If I handed you your phone and said, you need to call somebody, say Ben Affleck's lines, and you need the person on the other side of the phone to give you Jeremy Renner's response, who are you calling? Drew. All right. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> calling Drew for sure. Excellent. Trevor Lewis, I said it the last time we spoke. I'm going to say it again. I've been a Kings fan for decades. You're absolutely one of my favorite players. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you guys having me. All right, joining me now in our office where we sit, not in the studio, but at our desk, Zach Dooley. How are you doing today, Zach? Jesse, yeah, I am doing well. We spoke to Trevor Lewis this morning. Um, Trevor Lewis returning to not only the Kings, but also to the state of Utah. He is. Yeah. Frozen Fury later tonight in Salt Lake City. Yeah. The roster not yet completed. There's two games left on the preseason schedule. The sense I got today from talking to Tom McClellan was that we may not see all of the five players left on the roster fighting for those spots.
2: I don't know. I think today could be interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, As we're recording this, we don't know if there is a potential suspension for Arthur Kaliev, which would mean at least one move. Mm -hmm. I do think we'll see both of the defensemen who did not play on Tuesday either in Salt Lake or on Saturday. Um, I think that's a very open competition with, uh, Tobias Bjorn and Brent Clark not playing. I'd be surprised if they didn't play at least one of these two games. I think all five will personally. Okay. But it's, it's certainly not, it wasn't clear, right? Right. Like, will we see Alex LaFarriere or Alex Turcotte again? Um, I think the Kings do want to get a look still at their lineup and they know guys need certain games. Um, you ask a Kobitar or a Dowdy, the number is always three to four. If they do play today, that would be four. If they don't, it would be three. Well, for the two of them, it would be three, would it not? Because they didn't play both games, right? In so Australia. if they if they don't play today, it would be three. Right. If they do play Saturday, it would gotcha. be four, including Saturday. So right. it is it three or is it four? Like if if guys like that would prefer the extra day, um, I could see why you rotate in a Turcot or a LeFerrier and see again how they fare with the big group. For Lafarier would be the first time. Um, and I think he's earned that opportunity. But also, McClellan's obligation is to get this group ready for 10-11. And if that means playing this lineup two more times, that's what he's got to do.
4: The way the roster is currently constructed, there were a perfect six players not in the lineup Tuesday night at Crypto.com Arena. One goalie, two defensemen, three forwards. So a forward line, a defensive pair. And a goalie. And Mm -hmm. the defensive pair was a left shot and a right shot. The forwards were two left shots and a right shot. The right shot plays right wing. (laughs) The goalie is who the goalie was. So it's that six-man unit that works perfectly. With two games left, Cam Talbot started and played the full game on Tuesday. I'm assuming we'll see Phoenix Copley in Utah, but that's not for certain. Um, Phoenix
2: Copley made it seem like we'll see Phoenix Copley in Utah. I think he hasn't gotten a full 60 yet in the in the entire preseason and mm-hmm. it's been closing in on what two weeks since yeah. he's played a game. Two so minutes. yeah yeah. I mean I think he'll play that game um in Utah and then that gives both of Copley and Talbot sixty plus two uh, sixty and a forty. It gives Riddick a sixty and two twenties. All the goalies have played a hundred minutes plus a little bit of OT um in Riddick's case, but they'll all be on the same playing field and then you can determine What does the group need on Saturday? Right, but that's the question then, right? That final game, it's a Saturday afternoon
4: game, so if you're going to that game, don't forget 1 p.m. But it's the final preseason game, and you have this group of players, each of whom sort of fighting for that spot. You've got two defensemen as of Tuesday night that weren't in the lineup, both looking for a spot, three forwards, Mm -hmm. arguably fighting over the 13th forward spot, although... As Andrew Knoll pointed out on Twitter, it's entirely possible that the Kings go with 12 forwards and seven defensemen.
2: <laughs> As Zach Dooley's been pointing out for a week. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, but, I mean, my assumption is that they'll
4: go, and I don't even, it's not based on anything, right? It's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. It just feels like that's what's most likely. I suppose it's based on contract status and,
2: and uh, well, that's it, really. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, if you look at the players available, it comes down to, Where do you want to place a player on waivers? Mm -hmm. And most likely, is it one of the two left-shot defensemen? Or is it Jared Anderson-Dolan? Right. Um, They've all probably earned the right to make the team. Jad was here all year last year. You know what he is. He's well-liked. You want to see him here. He probably deserves to be here. Um, But the top 12 is pretty established. And on the blue line, one of Clark or Spence can be sent down with no waivers. Mm Mm-hmm. It's possible they're both on the team for sure, Um, but would you rather potentially risk exposing a guy like Anderson Dolan, or would you rather expose one of your two left shot D? Um, And it kind of comes down mostly to that decision at this point, because travel over the first few weeks is so light that it really shouldn't matter from a roster standpoint.
4: Yeah, the nice thing is that the season opens on the 11th for the Kings. And then they don't travel until probably the afternoon of the sixteenth. So that's And it's only two games. Right. It's
2: not a six game. But if you want to play the waivers game
4: because the rain share the building and are right here, you're not losing anything in travel or ice time or communication. True. If for example you wanted to start if you wanted to start Bjornfoot and England on your roster and send Clark and Spence both to Ontario just to avoid the process of exposing people to waivers for Mm -hmm. as long as possible, you can tinker with that for... Not that they would, but I'm just saying you have an extra week that most other teams don't have to make those decisions.
2: In reality, you kind of have like an extra three. Yeah. Because the two-game away, Winnipeg, Minnesota, that's not like a true road trip. That's Mm -hmm. two games. It's two games at home, those two games, and then you're back home. And I believe there's a one-off to Arizona towards the end of the month, but the first real quote-unquote trip is until Halloween. So the Kings have a lot of time because of where the Reign are located that if they want to make moves, and I'm going to guess we're going to see a lot of those paper-type moves as the Mm -hmm. Kings look to balance the salary cap as best they can, they can do it um, because of how the schedule kind of shapes up early. And the other option that
4: is... Not likely, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. The other option is that they would retain all three goalies on their roster, and and assign those five skaters uh, to Ontario. I really don't think that's going to happen.
2: That's but, the Jesse Cohenist Jesse Cohen answer. Well, that that's the Andre
4: Vasilevsky you know protection plan that uh, may or may not be needed.
2: Um, but but you know what? It is a possibility. It's technically allowed. Yep.
4: Yeah. Um, it so, is.
2: It is allowed. Two more games left.
4: One more game at home for Kings fans to come see. Um, The building, phase two of the renovations, is complete. Yesterday, Tuesday night, was our
2: first time to see all of those renovations. What did you think of the building? Sleeker. Yeah. More modern. Just even glances at certain areas of the building. It just looked like it got a, a refresh, right? And that's what it was in a lot of areas, and it was noticeable.
4: When it was described to me... I didn't think it would matter when they said like right. we're gonna redo the floors, we're gonna repaint some of the walls. You You're know, like, I don't know oh, if you noticed whatever. Yeah. The, but the voms were they're just different. different. Yeah. They're you different. know like the the section numbers on the on the aisles yeah. were clearest day, big mm-hmm. tall numbers. It's noticeable. It feels yeah. nicer. Agree.
2: Um, money well spent. Yeah, not hundred yeah, percent. It, it was you could see what was done. And I don't think we got a chance to see every single thing, but you could definitely see just the noticeable improvements that any fan going would see just by walking through the concourse. And for the levels that you, the average fan, may not be
4: able to get to see, the the behind-the-scenes stuff, the media room, the tunnels to the rooms and everything... I wasn't able to go through the new tunnel suites, yeah, because those are obviously they had seven access. armed guards actually inside yeah. preventing us. But from it going looked in. nice, yeah, and and it was a lot. Even just the they had samurai swords.
2: <laughs> even just the, the underground
4: area that is usually full of stuff. Yeah, felt cleaner Agreed. and more organized.
2: Yeah, everything everything was positive. Yeah. I thought it, and it looked like I don't think we knew a ton about what to expect. No, I didn't know anything. Those who were there who were involved did seem to know, and everything Mm. kind of flowed. It was just a different flow, but once you got it, it was no less convenient, and everyone seemed to go where they needed to go. Game went on. All was good.
4: And some subtle changes to the game operations uh, experience. So I did not notice this on first uh, happening, but uh, the, the power play chimes were updated. You say that uh with a tear in your eye. I, I thought so j- there was a joking conversation going on in our team's communications last night. The goal horn is not new. Although, why are you
2: crying? <laughs> I'm not. It's tears of joy. Um I don't understand why you are I thought, thought I you're, was you're, going you're to be breaking upset. down on the other side of the mic about the power play chimes. I th- I thought I thought
4: that they were going to change
2: the tune. No. They didn't. No. They just updated the... New tune. Yeah. Same as the goal, or the goal song, right? Same song, just a different... Just updated. Yeah, updated. So, everything's updated, including the roster. Two games left. Trevor
4: Lewis is back. The Kings are headed to Salt Lake City. We'll have more from you, obviously. Tune into to uh, the radio broadcast on iHeartRadio, featuring yours truly, pregame, postgame, intermissions. Zach Julie thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me.